Hello everyone, welcome to Jed and Gary's uh, wrestling podcast. This is going to be slightly different than our usual previews and reviews. This is our very first just general discussion about a topic um, on our review for Dynamite this week. We got in a very, very nearly in-depth conversation about the women's division in AEW and in different companies as such. I tried to stop Gary, but he kept going and going and going, so I let him be and decided, you know what, we're going to talk about this on the weekend. <laughs> which is exactly what we are doing. So the actual main question is what can save AEW's women, female women's division? But we will go into different things and we will be talking about the female wrestlers all in all and what um, can be different in AEW and what actually has gone really well. The only thing I want to start off with is it is a company that is under a year in existence still so yes having one division in the company that's not fully perfect is still a great feat however we want everything to be fantastic because we want this company to do brilliantly so gary i'm going to ask you broadly and we can discuss this as much as we want what do you think that save aw's female women's division i think everyone knows what the main reason that the women's division isn't quite clicking as well as the tag team division or the men's title scene and I think everyone knows that 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 thing's affecting all of us in different ways or very similar ways depending on where you're from I do think that it needs some progression to fix the global issue and that problem will then dissipate we will see more talented women. Not that the women that are being used aren't talented, because they are. But we were missing the B Priestleys. We're missing the Rehors, who at the very beginning were being pushed quite well and became quite interesting characters over a few few months of build. And uh, once that scenario, and again, fans can get back into the arenas, give instant feedback, show us what they want because we're just two people talking about it on on a podcast for everyone in YouTube's fine, fine, fine land (laughs) (laughs) to find out what can actually be done. I, I do think once we've got the full roster back, we may be able to sign a few more people, bring over a few more people from the likes of Japan and Mexico and maybe just mix it up just a little bit, give them a little bit more time on TV and there you go. Problems not solved, but it's definitely on the right path. It is. It's been a bit of a bit of a roller coaster ride with uh, AEW as such. Uh, I think all companies, um, the ongoing global weird situation that's happened over the last couple of months um definitely not helped situation and where aw it's really unusual because they've done the empty stadium uh, well empty arena program extremely well this little era that they've gone into and all the divisions have gone much much better well i wouldn't say improved i would say they've they've gone along as well as they could have done um and they did hit a little bit of a juicy pattern with the female division um when it was the philippine ford and shida uh situation in the last pay-per-view and i generally thought they were going in a really 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 good direction but there's a few 
red flags that have appeared ever since their uh, start and a few red flags that have appeared very recently. Again, Gary, the, these might be different to what your thoughts are. But for me, uh, one of the main ones for it is it's not individuals who will get on to people like Britt Baker and Nyla Rose. We will get on to them. Um, but when you look at the main thing AEW wanted to advertise towards the fans, it was that type of style, that type of booking um, for the whole of divisions. Each individual division has its own and it's got its rankings and they do spirit it out every now and again on Dynamite. Most likely you'll see it on Dark and if you do go on the website, you see that all over. You can literally click the tab rankings. But when you look deep into it, there's one major difference compared to the uh, women's division and the tag and singles. And it's the fact that most of the women have a lot of 50 50 booking so you've got like seven fours uh, seven wins four losses as such as such I'm, I'm actually just going to break it up now whilst i'm speaking about it but the fact is when you look at the tnt title we called it he's lost next to no matches i know he's got the title and whatnot but even before he had the title he was losing next to none the only one i can think of top of my head is the two is MGS loss and Jericho's loss. Um, you've got Lance Archer. Yes, a lot of them are uh, squash matches, but you've got him that's piling through the divisions um, just with the one loss with uh, Cody. You've got the two undefeated people, John Moxley and MGF. I think Moxley's got, oh, I've got this loaded up now. So Moxley's got 14, MGF's got eight. If you move on to the uh, tag team, you've got, Hangman Page and Omega, 11 to nil. FTR and 5-0. Even Dark Order's got 8 and 1. And then Jurassic Express, which is actually quite surprising this year, has got 5 to 2. Um, and just one of the good things about the ranking system they have is they reset it every year. So 2020 could have been that refresh perfectly um, for him to get into it. So there's only one person in the females division that's not got more than, actually two people, very surprised there's one there, that's not got more than one loss. You've got Sheeda, she's got 15 to one. She's got the title. And then everybody else is like either won a couple, which is five or six and lost. There's only one other person that I can see on the top five rankings that's lost one. Do you know who that is, Gary? Is that Nyla? No, no, she's lost two. She's won seven. Um, she's only become very recent. She appeared on Dark ages ago, but she's becoming very um, prominent now. She's... Uh, no, no, she's quite a scary character. Ah, okay. Okay. The uh, living dead girl. Oh, I don't even want to say her name because her face is creepy. She's looking at me now. I've had to scroll up. I've had to scroll. <laughs> I've had to bring Brody Lee's face onto it. But no, this is this is what I'm saying. I think it's. I don't think it's one person's fault because I saw a recent tweet from uh, Cody the other. I think it was yesterday, the day before, saying it's he wants to take feedback from all fans, and it's what you said as well before, Gary. If you get the fans in the stadiums, they can provide that on on set feedback to people. But it's the fact that he's not taking blame because I know that it was Kenny. It was Kenny's bread and butter for the female division uh, from the very beginning. But it's everybody's say in it as well. If you look at what Brit's doing, you can tell a lot of that is her own creativity. And a little bit to do with Nyla's creativity as well, where she's now bringing Vicky into the situation. But Cody's there to help. I know on Chris's 
Chris Jericho's podcast with Britt. Britt said a lot of the male wrestlers came to give her advice and whatnot, and everyone's chipping in here and there. I just generally think one of the main reasons it's not as strong is the booking. But yet again, like you said, Gary, a lot of the main wrestlers that you want to see there, i.e. one, Rio, another, uh, Priestley, is uh, they would have just added that bit of, uh, what do you call it, like? Depth and variation. Depth. Yeah. Variation. That is an even better word. I'm going to take that yeah. one. Variation onto the the whole situation. So, um it's a bit unusual. Uh, it's, it's how you improve booking and what they want to do in the future. But you did mention it before, Gary, and it was time. And I've always said that you yeah. need to give them more time. But I've got a few questions in relation to if you give them more time, could you see quality drop? Because I know that the women's division is not as good as other divisions out there because I know that's one thing you want to speak about. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a situation that I am very passionate about in terms of making sure that women are represented in the correct way. Mm. And I think if you're going to give men that aren't used to being on TV time and ten, five to ten minute matches, right? you should give the same opportunity to the women that aren't used to being on TV. Yeah. Like this this week we saw Big Swallow against Reba, right? And I know that Reba's hardly like main event talent in terms of the women's division, but she's an interesting character, as we can both agree. And then you've got Big Swall, who at some point will become the AW women's champion. And you gave them two and a half minutes worth of a match. I know that there was a story behind that and the story revolved around someone that we're going to come to talk about. But at the end of the day, two and a half minutes isn't going to help either person in that scenario get better. I, I totally agree. Um, and I think with that situation, what annoyed me the most when we discussed it previously was the fact that it wasn't even a, a proper squash match because Big Swall was on the mat for a good half of the match whilst Reba were running around like thinking, should I do a top rope manoeuvre? And then went on the bottom rope and then got absolutely hit in the face. But it's the way it was portrayed. I like the idea. I really, really did enjoy it. And me and you did guess it, that Britt was yeah. going to pick Reba to <laughs> be that person that Big Swole faced. I like that story. I really enjoy it. It's, it's just, it's typical wrestling stories that, and it just, it's good entertainment. But the fact was the match style and the way the match played out was what I didn't expect. I, I don't know if that's a disrespect to AEW or that's me just not getting where they're going. But, down to that, that is AEW's presentation. So if I don't understand it, that they're at fault because they haven't presented it in the right way as such. So it's the way they do the decisions. And this is where I come into recent champions. Um, so if you look at the whole of um, the TNT champion, tag team championships, and the uh, AEW championship, all male. So they have three, three different championships they can all aim for. Yes, you can say one was added later on because what Cody's got with the TNT. And then the females have only got one thing to aim for. We'll discuss the tag team tournament eventually, but it's not that important because it's not a title. It's just a little trophy like MGS ring. 
but <laughs> you, you can't carry a trophy around and hit someone over the head. But that's an interesting prospect for the future. Um, <laughs> but with the females division, because they've only got that one title as such, you need to concentrate slowly on the title. And there's no direct stories going around it. The the only one that was interesting, but it's very short phased, it was Denala Rose and Sheeda. But if you look, Britt Baker's the main story around the um, championships uh, as well around the women's division as such. So in a way, I generally think they are using Britt Baker as a slight extra story for the female division, which is a good way to do it. Because ever since she cut that promo with Tony on the ball, you said to me in work, Gary, you said that, yes, it wasn't the best. It was a bit car crashy-esque, but it's going somewhere. And I laughed at you saying, no, no, that promo was actually quite dreadful. But when I rewatched it after you said that to me, I was thinking, no, no, I get where Gary's coming from. There was something there. It wasn't perfect. It was way from perfect. But there's something there that it is, it's just got a light bulb on top of Britt Baker. And look, you just look where she is now. So for me, the female division, it's not concentrated around the the title, it's changed three times extremely quickly, which has annoyed me off. It's gone from Rio to Nyla to Sheeda. I generally thought they were going to do the story of Nyla being the monster and destroying everybody and then someone appearing and destroying her back to win it. But no, they haven't done that. They've done quick changes, I think, for shock value. But they've done the right thing of shining Britt Baker into it, really. And this is where... For me, my answer to the beginning question is she eventually, in time to come, needs to go on the biggest winning streak and she needs to win it. If you want to give the title to people that work hard, because this is where I think she'd have got the championship from because she worked hard whilst everything was happening in the world. You need to give it Brit. You really, really do. And she just needs to go on a winning streak, pass the wall and all out. Keep going, keep going with all the little vignettes and win it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I can't see past the future of that women's division being Brit Baker. A, a character from the moment that she caught that promo that you mentioned that not the greatest promo in the world promo <laughs> was absolutely given a fresh lease of life as a baby face the character just didn't work yeah but as soon as they switched her it was like night and day as soon as she became egotistical and thinking that she was above everyone because she's got a doctorate <laughs> she just became the best thing in AEW's women's division and I've been a fan of Sheeda since I first saw her at, I think it was All In I'm, I'm not guaranteeing that one but I think it was and yeah like the whole division has revolved around her since that promo, including the women's championship. Yeah. Especially during she she does run, and I, I am kind of disappointed by that because, as I said, I, I was a massive fan of Sheeda, but her run at the minute seems to have hit some sort of a not a brick wall or anything because I'm still 
enjoying seeing her win every week and perform every week and keep going on to TV and enjoying her title run. But eventually, I know where it's going to end up. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to end up on a massive pay-per-view, Britt Baker taking the title and the women's division sort of evolving, to take a phrase, into something that is better than what it is currently because the focus will be on the champion. It, it is really, because um, cause it, it, this is where the time comes into it. They've concentrated a hell of a lot of time now on Britt Baker and she's got herself over so, so well. And you said before, Gary, she's one of the best things in the female division, but we could both agree she's probably one of the best things in AEW as well, just to top it off. Um, and I think because they've concentrated a lot of time on her and she's doing extremely well, they needed to do that with the title. I think it was a bit... It was a bit anticlimactic with Rio winning, because I get it. She won against the bigger character. The, the I mean that actually in size. Like it was the David and Goliath story that you always yeah. enjoy. Um, yeah. And she won it. And then you didn't really see her that much on like the weekly. You see the tag team champions all the time. You see Cody all the time. Yeah, you don't see Moxley all the time. But when he does show up, nine out of ten times, he's trying to be an absolute fiery presence. I just look at that match with Darby uh, earlier on in the week. Phenomenal. Just, just brilliant. And because you're showing that time for Britain, she's getting herself over. You need to do that with the title. I think they need to get past the character with the title and make it where the title becomes more important. I generally think yeah, the thing for me, yeah, the, the tournament's good. Um, but they should have done a spin on it. Um, I understand why they put it on YouTube, uh, all that sort of stuff. We discussed that in one of our previews. The fact that, yes, the female division's quite, quite small because of the situation. So the quality is not there as such at the moment. But they could have won a trophy. And then they could have just basically said, that's fine. You can have, each of you individually can have a title shot against like the champion. Do you know what I mean? And it'd be really, really yeah. interesting if they did that because you could play in a story. You could basically do it. So imagine just, this is me properly fantasy booking if this happened. Um, I'm just going to go for the prime example because the two household names at the moment because they were the first women's tag team is Ali and uh, Brandy Rhodes. Yeah. So the Nightmare Sisters. Imagine they won the tournament. They got the trophy. Happy, happy days. Them two have got a bit of like, oh, friction against each other already, haven't they? So imagine they were cutting promos against each other because they now have a match each against the female, like whoever's the champion at the time. I don't know why I said female. Sheeda popped to my head and I said female. So Sheeda um, against Sheeda. So imagine Ali's like, oh, yeah, 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 Brandy, if you win it, I'm going to destroy you, sort of thing that playing on her mind. And imagine Brandy did win it. She wouldn't. She wouldn't at all. I don't think AEW will pull that plug ever. But imagine she did win it. And then you have that match against Ali with Brandy. Automatic. You've got like a decent little program because of their friction to do with the Nightmare Sisters. It's stuff like that that they need to concentrate on. They need to concentrate on the title and what they can do to input with the title as such. And this is where it's just easy pickings. You put Britt Baker in that title scene, you give her the title instantly. You've got one against Sheeda because where Britt Baker shone in the empty arena was when she could have nose busted open in that match. Phenomenal match, that. Absolutely outstanding stuff. You've got that instant um, blood, literally blood feud there. Not as a family, but because she's got her nose busted open, that's what Britt Baker's going to do to Sheeda to get that title off her. Instant. Then you add uh, somebody else. But the thing is, when I look at the female, uh, the women's division, 
Um, there's not as many faces than heels. Like at the top of my head, the four people I always go to when someone says to me, AEW's women's division is, first person's always Britt Breaker. The second person is always Nyla Rose to me for some reason. I don't know why. I think it's because she's such a, an actual beastie presence that yeah, she's always, always up there. And then I've always got Sheeda and Fenelope Ford in a similar level. So out of them four, there's four heels and one face. Can you name me another face except for I'm trying to, that's on TV as often as any of them four? Exactly. Apart from the champion, there isn't one, no. Exactly. <laughs> the, the only person there, on top it's... of all them, is Big Swole, but she's already on TV either. Yeah, and again, I don't really know Big Swall's character. Yeah, yeah. So it's too ambiguous to say, yeah, she's an out-and-out babyface. Yeah, she might be going after Britt Baker, right? But it doesn't mean anything. She could be tweener. She could be a heel that wants to face another heel because she is that level of badass, to be fair. The good thing she is she's that, that shade off. of grey, isn't she? So she can she yeah. can literally stay on that line, which is good because I think that's one of the things I'm always going to pray AEW for. They don't do them bog-standard heel-face matches. It's just the fact that when you've got a, a proper face champion and ideally you need to give it to a heel to save the division as what my idea would be, you need more faces to be in there so she can run rampant through them all. Uh, I think that, that's where the issue comes in. Um, but, but we'll see. Uh, I know one of your thoughts, Gary, is comparing AEW to different sort of companies because the monopoly of wrestling, as we all, we both know, is a lot of the extremely good female wrestlers are WWE. And then you've got the little bright sparks in other companies as well. So I'm going to leave it to you. But... For the female division, could they take inspiration off um, other companies? Yeah, absolutely. I think the main one at the minute, whilst I, I wouldn't really say, oh yeah, they should have the standard of a WWE women's division. I really, I'm not that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Despite what I said on the review, right? I did say that Britt Baker was the best and most entertaining role model. I never said she was the best wrestler or the best sports entertainer with that catchphrase (laughs) or that moniker. (laughs) But what I am saying is there are people that characters in the AEW locker room can look up to in places like Impact Wrestling, who I actually think has the second best women's division out of all of pro wrestling at the minute. Um, when you've got pe- people like Jordan Grace, um, Kylie Ray, you've got so many different performers that if they were to make their way somehow in some sort of trade deal or negotiation between the two companies, say, at the minute, Impact Wrestling are really after getting this, the North versus FTR tag team title match going, right? Or this title feud, or just a plain old feud, given where the titles are with the Naughty City Machine Guns. <laughs> but they're really after getting FTR onto their TV program. Yeah. If they were to make a deal with AEW, 
and I was Tony Khan, what I would ask for is for some of the top women's characters from Impact to be able to make an appearance on my show. And that's one of the ways that I would think about maybe possibly improving the women's division. Because yeah. like I said, you've got like a Taya Valkyrie who's been champion in Mexico and Impact Women's Champion. You've got, well, uh, unfortunately, you don't have Tessa Blanchard anymore, which is unfortunate. I forgot but I remember her first name. Attitudes. Her name's Sky. If I'm thinking rightly. Oh, that was ages ago. She's in Ring of Honor, Velvet Sky, okay. is it? There you go. Yeah, yeah. it's just me. I, I, um, I don't watch Impact as much as uh, Gary yeah. does, everyone. So, apologies. So, <laughs> even with me right now, my mind's blanking. You've got Rosemary, who I think is the best character in female wrestling. And in all fairness, you've got that history there with her and Ali that you could play off as the bunny. Yeah. So, yeah, when it comes to potentially helping the women's division, this FTR to Impact tease that they had on Twitter this week may actually become a really good positive business deal for both sides if it was ever allowed to happen. It is as well because um, I think with the difference between AEW and the WWE side of it is WWE, I used the word before and I hear it dished around many, many different podcast companies as well. It's a monopolization of the wrestlers in the whole world. They try and just bring them in, give them the most money, even if they're not going to use them. But the fact is, AEW has that different relationships with different companies, Japan. You could add the one for impact as well. And you could just have massive events like a massive supercard going across both companies. Imagine they did the tag team tournament but with the AEW wrestlers versus the Impact wrestlers, how interesting would have that been? Much more interesting than the one on YouTube at the moment because you'll get people from Impact crossing over to AEW and obviously you get the AEW crossing over to Impact and you get the wrestling kingdom, not, not the uh, pay-per-view by the way, but the wrestling kingdom, um, the people as such going, oh, that's interesting. Two companies coming together to make it. And you just get more viewers and more stock for both. And all I can say is the more people get into wrestling, no matter what company it is, it's just positive for everybody all the way around, to be honest. Um, and I think that's a phenomenal idea, Gary. I, I generally didn't think um, when I did see that uh, news article that come through FDR, we're trying to like get into a match or impact. I didn't think of like just bringing anybody yeah. else in. I was just thinking FDR would just go for like a one-off. But if you do it as a crossover, yeah, that would be great. And I think that is an absolutely smashing solution, to be honest, um, because it helps both. Um, and the good thing is Impact's going through a decent run um, since their most recent, is it Slammiversary, it were called? Yeah, it was. It was a fantastic pay-per-view. It was. It was. And um, you, I only watch the big stuff for Impact and Forge. I don't watch as they go along. But yeah, yeah it, it's spot on. They've got a decent good run. And they did really, really good numbers for that pay-per-view as well. And if they could keep it up, they bring AEW brings numbers to Impact. Impact like, customers yeah. that watch it will be grateful for AEW. And their minds will go and watch back to AEW. And the good thing is they're on both separate nights as well. It'll only benefit. And that's the key. If one person does well in the business, then surely the whole of the business can turn around and generate sort of momentum from that. 
Yeah. And that momentum can carry a company through the next like six months. So whatever happens, at least we know that there'd be a couple of companies that survive at the end. Like obviously WWE and their billion dollars deals and all that sort of stuff will never disappear. <laughs> at this point, it would take a, a real, real tragedy for that company to fail. But we still know that AEW is still in its infancy, so there's possibilities of different TV execs coming in, having different opinions, or like AEW itself, the plug being pulled by Tony's father, or what have you. So at the minute, we're still establishing the company and the brand. And um, what we'd want to do is to build bridges with other brands. Yeah. And to me, it only benefits for the future. It does. It really, really does. Um, and I, I love stuff like this crossover as whatnot. But um, I think with WWE, it's, it's quite interesting. I, would love, uh, I wouldn't love to see them go under at all and I think with the money they've got uh, in the background it'll be impossible for them to get it especially getting a profit in the quarter one but I've got different um, theories about that as such because they haven't really done many house shows etc etc they haven't travelled but never mind that that's a different different complete different conversation but with WWE I do want to see them become lesser and not the main company people go for when you say wrestling so if i look into 2025 yes it's many years off you're looking at five a good five years and that's when the tnt contract will be uh after the up for renault she'd never know yeah. what could happen um but i would love to see aw because this is the company and i love the most is why we're speaking about it all the time be the main one and i would love to see companies like impact and japan become the secondary ones so you look at aw as being the top dog then you've got imagine it's a pyramid scheme i mean sorry i forgot to mention that i was looking at my wall drawing it and i didn't yeah. say it out loud so imagine there's a pyramid uh, pyramid aw the top the gold star then you've got three little boxes underneath you've got wwe impact in japan and then You've got all the others underneath. So you've got like Mexico, other companies in Japan. You've got a few other mini companies in England. So I would actually put NXT UK in there. But even though it is WWE branded, I'll put it classed as it in there. And then I'll put others just all around in this pyramid. Then you've got the Indies underneath that just to hold it all up. Because without the Indies, none of this would go on because they would have no wrestlers whatsoever. Um, and I, th I think it will be amazing just to see that. Obviously, I don't want anyone to lose money. I don't want people to lose their jobs. But I just don't want WWE to be the master of it anymore. And I think if AEW keep it up, have the uh, viewership increase, contracts increase, absolutely amazing what uh, stuff, what they're doing increase, it could possibly happen where WWE turn around and go, wow, we're, we're actually... Uh, secondary now and then Vince McMahon just sells us somebody else and that's it that that's the Vince McMahon era of WWE <laughs> disappeared you never know they might change the name to WWD for Disney but um <laughs> uh, but it's just stuff like that and for me AEW the only fault I can get well there's a quite a lot of faults I can give them but there's a hell of a lot more praise I can provide and the women's division is far far from perfect but it's not dreadful I can't say it's dreadful. They just need to improve it as such in places. Yeah. And 
I think the two that we've had, the two big ideas, yeah, there's tiny ideas they could do, would help. I think Britt Baker being title is a short-term gain. But I think that impacts the uh, inter-promotional um, wrestling matches, Gary, that you mentioned. I think that is a yeah. that could turn out to be an extremely positive long-term gain. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, any sort of work between companies shows a positive sort of background to the whole business. And I think it is something that WWE over the years have missed out on massively. Yeah. It is. Um, so the last topic on this conversation I'll go for, Gary, is there was a question you asked me on uh, Wednesday that I'm going to repeat, but in relation to uh, just female wrestlers. But it's when you look at different companies, it's um, long storm to, uh, storytelling in AEW is perfect, but other companies have been around much, much longer. They can expand it. So the longest uh, the, uh, woman's long-term story I can think of, top of my head at the moment, is Bailey and Sasha. So the biggest woman's story at the moment, which is going into, they've got tag team champions and they've both got a title each. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you are. And they're going into SummerSlam. I don't think they're going to have that match against each other. It's probably looking at WrestleMania they're going to have it. Um, do you think that AEW should pick up storylines that WWE have done with the female wrestlers? Just as a bit of inspiration, a bit of ideas. I know the WWE have taken stuff AEW have done, cough, cough, I match. But um, cough, cough, trying to do it on a boat. Uh, but... It's vice versa. It's a wrestling business. Everyone takes ideas of everybody. Do you think they could take stuff off WWE as such? I think it was Triple H that says, or yeah, I'm pretty certain it was Triple H who said that wrestling recycles every seven years. Hmm. And basically, if you go seven years back and you look at the storylines that were going on, so you'd be looking at something like the Nexus and you look at last night's SmackDown, you would see there is a massive, massive sort of mirror mirror going on between them two groups. What I would suggest is that if AEW was to take something from WWE, not that they would take the Divas section of it, they <laughs> would look at the very early days of NXT's women's division, and possibly learn from that. Yeah. Because that's what's led to now us having the four horsewomen and having Asuka. And what more would you want? <laughs> like WWE in terms of women, they've got an embarrassment of riches. Even in their NXT division, they've still got people like Tegan Knox, who's been fantastic even since she was on the British scene. They've got so many sort of ways of booking women differently. Like if you look at Scarlet Bordeaux and Killer Cross, or Carrion Cross, sorry, right? They're booking absolutely fantastic, and that man has the best theme music in wrestling. End of. <laughs> then you cross over to AEW, and you think, Who is a man on that roster with a female valet? And you mentioned them a few times this week. Uh, am I thinking Kip? 
Yes, you are. Kip and Penelope. I actually think there's a key there. <laughs> I really um, do as well, and this yeah, is why I mentioned. I, I think there is. I think there is massive p- potential for both of them characters as a team working thing with them both together. I, I just think it's a different way of presenting and it actually works brilliantly and I know that eventually Scarlet Bordeaux is going to get a chance in the NXT arena and basically they will morph into a couple that wrestles just like Penelope and Kip. It is. Uh, it, it, it really, really is because um, I think with Kip, uh, Kip Sabian and Fidelpia Ford, they're just, because they're just absolute star, 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 star. Um, that was a swear word by anyone that didn't understand that reference. Uh, they're just, they want you, I, I want to Google how can I slap someone through the internet like, when I watch them too. Yeah. Like, yeah. When either one of them wrestles and the other one's on the ring, it's just, the infuriated, but they're so goddamn entertaining. And it's just simple stuff. That is extreme indie-esque, just um, stuff that they do on side of the ring. And it's, it's actually very, very typical, bog-standard, one-on-one WWE management style things. Like If anyone's yeah. a manager, that's what they do. And that's why I really enjoy Vicky uh, Guerrero being back as well, because it's just that one-on-one. She might not do exactly what she did in WWE anyway. But yes, I think Kip Sabian having the TNT Championship with Fernandez before having the Women's Championship at the same time, it'll be a really, really interesting way to go. I don't want to see them ever do a breakup story with them all. But I really do see uh, the AEW's first wrestling wedding going down that route <laughs> as well. <laughs> Um, and then for some reason, I've got an image of Brian Cage splitting it up. I don't know why, but um, yeah, it just there is a, there is a, some sort of light bulb there now, Gary Wayne, when you've just said it to me. And you, you just need to book it well. And I think they're just not using them as, again, it's that time, that time they're using. They're just not using them as such. Yeah. They're both extremely talented. I know Flannery before has not been as wrestler as much as the other females in the division anyway, but... She's got there. She's got some hell of a good moves. And that, that back stretch she does to dodge people's moves into that little crab thing she does, it just looks spectacular. I think it was Sheeda that did like a top rope move in their championship match. And she like ducked out of the way. And I went, oh, that's quite interesting. That's a, an inventive way to dodge a move. And then when she does them uh, cheerleader moves she does to do that spot into the corner, it's just very, very talented stuff. She just needs to get her kinks out of the way, and that, that will only go with practice. And it's um, practice is showing yeah. on dark for her. Uh, and I think she's going to be one of the stars in the division in the future as well. It's just, again, for her, it's time. But this is where Kip comes into it. Give him time as well. Give them time together, and them two will be a good little draw in the future. Yeah, because yeah. they don't have the development sort of property like WWE do. Yeah. Or even Impact, who I believe have Ohio Valor Wrestling at the minute. I don't know if that actually expired at the end of like 2018, 19 or what have you. But for a while, they did have their own development territory that they were working with. So AEW, who don't have that, they have to put people out there for us to watch. And the only way, like I said earlier, that they can do that is by giving them time in the ring, time backstage to cut promos, time to develop. 
obviously you don't want to put them on national TV when they're not ready because that could ruin their character straight away. But you do have Dark for that. And uh, that is also another bonus to putting things like the tag team title tournament, which originally I was kind of critical of being on YouTube because it gives more time for them to be in the ring, to be able to express a character. All of that sort of stuff gets resolved. It does. Um, and I think as well, because you mentioned it, it's that YouTube channel. You've even got BTE as the slight like, promo segment as well. And you've got, uh, even though he's a big, well-known wrestler, you've got Matt Hardy, he does his own promos on uh, YouTube. Um, I know a few people do their own promos on Twitter as such. You've got that social media angle where we're required. Um, but I just want to just backtrack a little bit for you, Gary, only because there's only one person, we've mentioned it many a times, uh, just an exception to that rule. I don't think she was ready to do that promo, but goddamn, she's changed herself. And that was Britt Baker. Um, you sent her out there. She, To me, I looked like she wasn't ready to do it, but she fixed herself. And why? Like you said, they give her time. It's the only way forward is to give it time. It You're not going to build a division ground up. And I mean literally ground up in 12 months. Considering that the best female wrestlers in the world are at other companies under contract. It's not exactly like you can sign a Bailey or a Sasha tomorrow morning and just mm. go, here, this is our women's division now. Yeah, the the only person out there is um, Blanchard, Tressa Blanchard. But again, it's just big question marks there. It's it's hard to topic her. But for me, Yari, then there's two two last things. I know I said this before, and we're still chatting. Two last things I want to uh, ask you about. So one's a quick fire one, and second one's a quick fire one with a little bit of an explanation. So first, quick fire one. What is your favourite uh, woman's uh, moment since uh, AW started? Do not say, do not say Nightmare Collective, because I will Google (laughs) how to slap someone through the internet again. (laughs) So there was this this group, right, at the very beginning of AEW called the Nightmare Collective. Oh, no, please don't. (laughs) Right, Um, and I've just always been fascinated by it, and then it disappeared. No, seriously, though, seriously. I would have to say, for me, personally... It was Sheeda's title win. Okay. Because, again, it's that whole David versus Goliath thing. I know that you're not as big a fan of it. Yeah. Because Nyla should have went on this massive, long run. And I agree. But, if anything, it's just a case of timing being wrong. It wasn't the fact that it went to Sheeda. Right? And to me... Shida was the shining light, and we've discussed this many times in work and outside of work, that I thought was the standout from the six-woman tag that we saw on the first pay-per-view, right the way through to when she won the title. I actually thought she'd worked really hard and deserved it. So seeing that actually pay off was a moment where I actually felt like my time that I'd invested was worth it. Yeah. 
And that's where I believe it was given as a reward. And I wouldn't say it wasn't a deserved reward because, hell, she worked extremely hard throughout all them weeks. Um, she did extremely well. And the match itself was absolute banger. And this is where mine comes into it. Mine was a match. And it was when Nyla beat Rio for the title because that was a phenomenal match. So the last time I had to my recollection that we saw Rio as well, which is quite disappointing, but again, situations are different. Um, but that match, it was just a very, very well hard match. And it was the move when uh, Rio was dangled at the top of the rope in the middle and Nyla pulls herself up to the top rope, like jumps on it and just goes down, crashing with a knee and Rio just bounces off. But this is this is where me and you are different, Gary. You love the David and Goliath story where uh, David wins and I love the David and Goliath story where <laughs> Goliath just destroys him. <laughs> uh, this is why hey, I love Lance I wouldn't say that all the time. Because <laughs> whenever it comes to something like Lance Archer pelting someone through a roof, Michael's all for that. <laughs> right? So it's not always that way. I like the story being told and the payoff to the story, depending on the characters that are involved. Yes. I think that Nyla is one of them people that can take loss after loss and still have this aura just because of who they are. Yeah, because she can still cut a decent, a very decent promo. And she has someone else who can cut a very decent promo with her now, with Vicky. And she can still, every time she's had a match, I've not been, uh, there's only one I've been disappointed with. But we're going to wait until she's back before we speak about her. And yes, that is the alien. Chris Statlander. Yeah. That we're not going to speak about this moment in time. She's injured. Yes, I don't think it's that much of a loss to That's why we've not brought her up. Me and Gary both agreed to this before we spoke. However, yeah. different sort of situation. We just want to see the women's division become better. So last question for you then, Gary. Name any female wrestler you want to come into this company. Who is it and why? I wish their attitude was better, but I would have actually chose Tessa Blanchard. Real, exact same choice for me. Um, I just want her to have like a fresh, um, like a bit of a reset. Uh, I want her dad to do a Spears promo on her. So, you yeah. know, put it on Spears because he wore his, uh, <laughs> his face on them shorts for that match against <laughs> Dustin Rhodes. I want him to cut a promo on her when she comes in and then she's like all badass and like refreshed and stuff. But I do agree. I think yeah. she'll be a brilliant addition because she's a star in her own, right? She can outshine anybody instantly without wrestling. She can just show up and boom, everyone will be talking about her in the wrong and yeah. right way. Um, and she would improve the division in a different sort of way. But if I didn't want to pick her, uh, me personally, there's many, many a different crop from a WWE, it was Leo Shirai for me. If you bring her over to AEW, Jesus, it would just be pop, 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 near enough every time. I think it'd be phenomenal. And yes, in a sort of yeah. sadistic sort of way, it weakens NXT, which I don't want, but it's me, for me, it's everything needs to shine AEW on Wednesdays, even though I do like NXT as well. Yeah, I mean, picking Tessa isn't the only person that I would choose. Hmm. I mean, there are several other names one of which I did mention earlier in Taya Valkyrie. Oh, yes. Because I, I just think she's she's a machine. <laughs> she's ridiculous. And she doesn't get the credit that she deserves because she's not as well known in the States as she should be because she's been on Impact. Yeah. So if she could get some eyes onto her as a character, it'd be fantastic. Rosemary. Uh, again, it all comes back to this talent sharing idea 
that I brought up earlier. If I was to pick one from WWE, though, it'd be Sasha. Oh, yeah. Oh, you did mention that on Monday, uh, on Wednesday, didn't you? When we did yeah. our podcast last time. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And to be honest, there's, there's no need to explain that one because it's just, no. she's the star of the it, thing. It's, it's an absolute given. It's a no-brainer, so to speak. It's just, yeah, she's, she's a star and WWE have done nothing but hold her back until now. It is. And the funny thing is, if she ever did show up in AW, the first person I would have a promo against her is Chris Jericho. <laughs> Actually, that is, that's a bit of an outlandish prediction, but I do like it. <laughs> it would just be yeah, spawned. Absolutely. Oh, i just get Eric Bischoff to do the debate for him. Uh, happy days. So uh, is there anything else you want to add on to Gary before we finish it off? No, I'm happy with that. If anyone wants to give their opinions, just leave them down below. I'm sure that we can get back to you. And have a pleasant weekend or day whenever you're watching or listening to this. And like, subscribe, and turn on the notifications. You know what to do. Have a great weekend. Thank you very much. Good night. Bye-bye.